right. The Academy is back. Class is back in session. It was a long summer break, winter break, fall break, spring break, <laughs> and all other seasons that you guys could have ever thought of. The Academy was out here celebrating. So now that we are back to take control of the game, you don't call it a comeback. We've been here for months. How you feeling, man? The man. Academy is back in session. I feel good, man. You know, we was on a little hiatus. A lot has transpired since the Academy doors was closed, but they opened. They reopened now. Yeah, we reopened with a few students who out here crying about tuition, but it's cool. Yo. It's cool, Tyrese. We'll get back to you in a second. Oh, we're going to talk um, about <laughs> So as always, you know, we can't get this started without a good... Um, Class is in session, man. Pull up your seats, get out your binders, your notebooks, and your number two pencils. Number two pencils, yo, yo. People ain't using pencils no more. B, oh, stop it. You right, people, man. people are not using. It's, it's, this, it's all notes on the iPad now. Yeah, this generation, they got the iPad. They taking notes. They not even list. They're recording stuff with their uh, their phone. That's yo, yo. Quick side note, yo. I found I, I was I was cleaning out some boxes in the storage, and I found a uh, Luda's uh a tape from Ludacris, who who was just here in Tampa for the last damn show. And it was his back for the first time. But it was the tape. The tape. The tape. Holy and my shit. daughter, who's nine, looked at me and said, Daddy, what the heck is this? <laughs> I said, oh, baby, girl, I'm going to have to school you. We oh, found an old cassette player, and we played it. And she, did, she just was just dumbfounded that music could be on cassette. Right. That music could be on those, those cassettes. <laughs> exactly. Well, you, know, you know what's wild, too, is because I got a bunch of... Uh, Cassette tapes too. I got some Funk Master Flex. No oh, shit. Tapes. Uh, I got Dr. Dre Chronic. Oh, that's fine. Tape. You got, you got some classics. Yeah. On there. Eminem. Got the Eminem tape. You Classic. know what I mean. So, man, yo, that that just blew me away right now. Shout out to cassette tapes, man. Because now, back in the days when we were, um, our parents used to play the uh, the eight track player. Mm -hmm. We're going to be them. <laughs> Correct. We're going to be them. Like I find myself looking at my old. Uh, y'all remember how y'all used to have? We used to burn CD. Oh shit! Yeah, that's I found my old CD case. And that's wild. That that's no longer a thing. Yeah, man, that's no longer a thing. Remember, you used to have your friend or your shorty with oh. the what was it with the Napster? The Napster, Napster, LimeWire, LimeWire. We do not support illegally downloading music. I at definitely the destroy piracy. <laughs> definitely support <laughs> <at> the academy. <laughs> yeah, the net, and you know what's wild is because like um, then we moved on to the USB era. Yeah, and now we're at the streaming era with no bread, which is wild. They making no bread. No money at all, which is crazy because uh, kind of jumping into it, uh, Chris Brown just released the record, 45 song record, um, Heartbreak at a Full Moon. Yo, man, it seems like it's been well received, man. And I've listened to part of it. Yes, so right. I haven't finished it all because that whole entire yeah. thing is like the length of a Lord of the Rings movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, back in the day, this would have been a, 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 a you used to do double albums. It sounds like this would have been a triple album. Yeah, this would have been a triple disc. Because <laughs> the thing is, if he would have went based off of like the old artist model, which is um, I think it was like 10, 11 records. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you don't get paid. Maybe one or two skits. Right. So he has like four albums in here. Wow. But I think and this is the word that's going around, but I don't know much about it. I think he did that for streaming purposes. That's yeah, I mean, it's all about streams now in this digital age. But the artist doesn't get shit. From the I streams. mean, you have to stream a whole bunch of stuff to make money. Um, but that, but that's the way that it is. You know, that's kind of how the record labels took back control, given the era that we just talked about with the CD era and the bootleg era. Because I love that era. The bootleg era was awesome. But um, but if fifteen hundred stream stream uh, fifteen hundred stream means one album sale. To me, it would make sense that Chris Brown dropped this huge record. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, with the way that music is consumed now and the way that the industry is structured, where artists get most of their money? Features and shows. Right, exactly. So you sell 10 million records, and what did you really make? Exactly. And with this type of record, he's going to have a lot of uh, features and shows to go around for him. So Yeah, man, he just came off the tour this past summer. was a smash success, and he followed it up with good music. It just seems to me that um, Breezy's in the space now where he can just, you know, express the art and he's kind of done trying to be a gangster. I got a, I got a question to ask you, and this is Go something ahead. that somebody asked me before, and I want to know if you kind of agree with me. Um, so obviously, just like you said, Chris Brown, he um, he had a lot going on. For sure. Possibly drugs. Nobody knew what was happening. No, no, no. We definitely knew it was drugs. <laughs> Stop it. We definitely knew it was drugs. And we're not talking about weed and liquor here. Then he had the drugs in the system, right? Right. So um, here's kind of where I'm at with this. I'm able to separate the artist from the person. Sure. So I don't really care much about what's going on with the artist. Are you not entertained? Right. 
So I'm not sure if you agree with that because my thing is like, uh, you know, R. Kelly. <laughs> famous oh, example. man, we got it. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. R Speak R on R. Kelly pissed on a 15-year-old, <laughs> had this big case in the early mid-2000s. Did he just get caught having bitches in like the sex and dungeon? he just got caught in the <laughs> sex dungeon. But I still will listen to I Believe I Can Fly. You know what, man? I, I agree with you, bro. I think at the end of the day, uh, I'll use a perfect case as an example. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ray Lewis got hit up with a double murder. All the evidence kind of pointed that there was some sketchy business, we'll say, that went on. Right. It didn't bother me at all. Right. You still, you still cheer for I, the I'm team. Still you still cheer for, for Ray team. Lewis. I, look, you have a job to do. Your job is to be an entertainer, Chris Brown. Or whatever, or whatever rapper might be, or whatever the case may be. I really don't care what you have going on that's not revolved around your craft. Right. And I agree. And that's the big thing for me. Cause like, hey, look, Chris Brown, you can do all the, I don't know what it was. Let's say Coke. You can do all the Coke in the world, Chris Brown. You think I care? I'm not in the room doing Coke with you. As What's the music by? As long as you're putting out 45 more records, hey. you know, hey, I'm, I'm cool with it. Hey, as long as, hey, as long as wifey like it, I'm in it. Right. Exactly. And then speaking of R. Kelly, R. Kelly seems to be the only person. But that's person, a little different. That is a little bit that's different. That's a little bit different. That is a little bit different. But R. Kelly seems to be the only person that they cannot take down. Why? I don't know. He must have the nude photos of the mayor <laughs> of Chicago, bro. I don't understand how he's able to survive. Then we have him on tape with the pissing on, on the tape, girl. Pissing on the Didn't girl. Didn't the girl admit that, that they had at least consensual relations? They had them on tape. That is crazy. Didn't he also get caught up with Aaliyah? Aaliyah. AJ Nothing But A Number, the song that he wrote for Come Aaliyah. Come on, man. <laughs> when she was like 15 Come years. on, man. Yeah. When there's smoke, there's some fire to but that, But see, man. this is what I mean by that. Like, so much is going on right now, especially in the Hollywood industry with all these, this witch hunt for these you know, directors and actors. And, cause Kevin I, Spacey, damn. Right, because Hollywood is like a weird place. And those people are getting murdered. But when it comes to R. Kelly, it's like. Are they eh. getting murdered, though? You don't think Weinstein is come on? Man. I think it's a witch hunt out for Weinstein, but this is what this is what throws me off with the Weinstein situation, right? Like you know, what throws me off. Bitches didn't have no problem sucking that dick to become a Hollywood actress. Bro, now they it's had a problem. No, bro, they had now this, this, this a problem. This, this woman, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, they have her on tape after she won the award, thanking him. <laughs> Thank you, Harvey. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be on this stage. You gave me the opportunity. But nowhere in that, solidically, did she say, oh, I had to open up my legs to get where I'm at. That would be the perfect time to say it that. Because it doesn't matter. It that's doesn't what I'm matter, saying. bro. And that's what, that's what my problem is. Like, look, I am in no way condoning sexual, uh, sexual, you know, advances. We're or, adults. Right. Sexual molestation. Whatever, whatever's going on, I'm not condoning any of that. Sexual assault, right. Sexual assault, sexual harassment, none of that. But my thing is, you can't do it at such a point and then everybody pile on. Like, to me, it's like, it's an integrity thing. Like if you're in your regular nine to five job mm -hmm. and your boss and you're a woman and your boss comes out. Or male for that matter. Or male, however it works. And your boss comes out and whip out their dick or vagina to talk about this is what you need to do to get promoted. And you do it. And you do it. You can't come crying later. Right. <laughs> you can't do it. If you had a problem with it, you would find something else to do. Let me mention this. Some of these women who saying that, you know, these actors, that these allegations are true, have worked with him. After the said allegations happened, <laughs> right, right, not like oh hey, we wrapped up the sh we wrapped up the movie and it was a rap on set, and I never worked with him again. Right, you went back for more. Exactly, that's what blows me away. Like I don't, I look, I understand. Okay, sexual a uh, sexual assault. I thought there is, was uh, statutes of limitations on this shit. I, I don't believe there is. <laughs> right, but, like Bill yeah. Cosby shit, fifty years old. And shit. But <laughs> I goddamn got Bill blind as hell going to court. Can't, can't even see the defendants. <laughs> right. The Just eating his pudding pops for years. Pudding nobody said nothing. Oh, Bill. Wrong <laughs> but here's my thing. Okay, sexual assault is a touchy subject. And it like is. I said, I want to be clear by saying that I totally th I totally do not agree with what the Harvey Weinstein did. This dude is a creep. He should be locked if up in true, a cell. Absolutely. cell. They should throw away the key. My problem with it is the the piling on at a certain point like right. i understand it's a hard thing to come out and do right but and again because i'm not in their position but you know let's say for example this is just an example i'm throwing out a name there we all know one of the biggest actors right now is uh leonardo dicaprio correct if leonardo dicaprio 
had his first movie uh, that he he did, and it was a su- uh, success. Maybe not the first movie, his first big blockbuster movie. Right, that his he first did, big smash, and it hit. was a su- uh, success. Mm-hmm. And people are critically acclaiming him for his acting skills. Mm-hmm. Then at that point, seems like it would be a good time to mention this because exactly. you've got to where you needed to be, and now you're mentioning this. I just don't understand the mythology as to why if this stuff happened, some of this stuff was as far back, bro, as the late '80s, mid '90s. Yeah. So and then the worst part about it is the bullshit Hollywood reason, like Weinstein goes into rehab for a week and suddenly he's cured. He's cured. Let, me, let, let me ask tendencies. you this on a bigger picture, because this, this what's up? Because this situation seems to seems to hit not just Hollywood, but just seems to happen. Look at the girl from the Pussycat Dolls. Oh she yeah, she recently came out yeah. also saying that they were pretty much just passed around and they were forced, you know, to in these situations to have you know sexual relations with certain executives. And A and R's and things like that. People in position of power. Um, do you think that this is something that's really running rampant in Hollywood and in the music industry? Yes. Or do you think, <laughs> or do you think that we're just hearing this from people whose careers have now fizzled out, are no longer relevant to the culture, and that's why this is coming out? Because like the Pussycat Dolls got a book and an album coming out. That's why she, the allegations came. I mean, so some of these other women who are trying to bash Harvey and Kevin Spacey also, I guess, who's coming from the male side of this now. I, guess. I, I, I did not know wild. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild, bro. I did not know that he was a booty bandit. Um, uh, but so do you think that this is, is this the norm in Hollywood, especially, let's say, in the acting realm? Hey, yes. if you want to, if you want me to give you this role, there's five other women or men, whatever the case may be, who look just like you, sound just like you. And if you want the part, you got to get you, you know, you got to ante up that booty. <laughs> no, I think this is Norman Hollywood. And the reason why I say that is because even before all these accusations came out, you've always heard about the weird Hollywood. Mm, those it's always been like some crazy things going on in Hollywood. We could just not we can never pinpoint exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. So I do think this is the Norman Hollywood. Not saying it's right. It's right. Obviously, word. things need to change. But I do think this was the Norman Hollywood. And then you look at it from a Kevin uh, Spacey perspective, sure. right? Okay, so the gentleman who came, one of the gentlemen, because obviously they pile on at this yes, point. Yes, they, they all come out the woodwork. All come out of that? nowhere and just, and they try to do that with R. Kelly, but obviously you can't I take, again, I really can't believe, take Mr. Wish really, fly down. You can't take him down, bro. I really believe he has some, some real exclusive photos. He has to. <laughs> he has to. I'm not so much going to bash R. Kelly for what just happened with him in Atlanta in the sex dungeon and all that crazy shit. <laughs> which he was cleared of, which by was, the way. Which, because he was cleared. Because there are a bunch of consensual bunch adults, consensual who adults are fucking right? weird who are in there, man. But damn. But he seems to be able to. He's the Teflon dog of these sexual assault cases. He basically bro. is. And here's, and here's what I was saying about, uh, particularly with the, the Kevin Spacey situation. So the gentleman that comes out and says his name is uh, Tony Montana, man. Stony Montana. I love it. That's his actual name, by the way, for the person who came out. So he comes out and That's says, crazy. "Right." So he comes out and says, um, "Say hello." That Kevin Spacey's he, little friend. He was in the bar. <laughs> he was. He was in the bar. That's not funny. We should stop joking about it. He was in the bar. And Kevin Spacey came out of nowhere and grabbed his dick. What? That's the story. That's how it's going down. That's how he says it's going down. And then at that point, and then obviously, what do you they, do at that point? Obviously, they want to spin it for the lawyer's sake and said the bar was my safe place. If you don't get the fuck, the bar has never been a safe. The place. bar is actually a place where you find your victim. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's a victim finder. That's where you find your victim. That's the root. That's the roofie central. The bar has never been a safe <laughs> the roofie place. Central. Like, so they try to. Spin hey, babe, it. you feel safe at this bar? What the <laughs> right. fuck? Hell no. Come so, to your drink before you go to the bathroom. So now they, tr- of course, they try to spin it so they can sue Kevin Spacey later down. That's why they they spun it like that. But he said he went out there and grabbed his dick. Now, mind you, I know that everybody has different personalities. For sure, you have a fight or flight system. Correct. However, Terry Crews, we're gonna you get to just you in a minute. Don't <laughs> right. You just don't let somebody grab your dick in a bar. That's a public tr- place, right? Right. Male or female, just randomly come by and grab your dick. I don't give a damn if you Kevin Spacey or Alicia. Much Keys. less a male grabbing another male's dick and nobody end up fighting. Nobody end up having an argument. There's not Nobody, hey, nobody, apparently nobody ended up flying. It's uh, either fight or flight. You stay. Right. You were grounded. You was a grounded plane. Right. <laughs> exactly. So that stuff blows me away. Like, I don't, 
and then now, of course, that Kevin Spacey's using his gay card, talking about, hey, you know, I'm gay. Uh, so he's trying to use that at the wrong moment. He said he's going to rehab like every other one. What is rehab going to do for you if you're going around grabbing dicks? I, I have no idea what it's going to do. And then they only need like I'm a few days of grabbing of it, dicks. And they're, and they're cured of it, apparently. But is it Kevin Spacey married? I don't know. Yeah, that, let, 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 me, let, me, let me hit a quick search Yeah, on that, that particular, I don't know. I don't think, I know he doesn't have any kids, but I don't know if he's married. Yeah, anytime, but, anytime a dude's your age with that much money and no kids, it's always going to raise eyebrows. And people people knew what it was, but like I said, the, the thing is, I just don't, I hate the piling on of certain things. So you feel like it's, you feel like it almost kind of, and I'm, I'm trying to be sensitive here, but it almost kind of delegitimizes the claim. It when, seems like it. When yes. one, yeah, I, and you know what, to a certain degree, um, I can I can definitely understand where you're coming from. And I kind of almost agree with that, too, because it's like, what did y'all do? Did y'all have a meeting and say, hey, I'm going to come out first. And then you come out and then you come out then you come out then you come out. Right. Like, I don't I don't understand, you know, how this happens and how this flies under the radar for so long. Nope. Unless you felt you got burnt, unless you were looking for, unless whatever relationship you had with the person who committed, you know, said crime. Unless that bridge was somehow burnt, and now you're trying to get back at this person. Right. This, it seems more so like spiteful than I really want justice. Right, exactly. And that and that's my problem with it. Because if you look at, okay, I understand that there are certain, not every place is perfect. So you're never going to get in a perfect work environment. However, a majority of work environments, they prepare for this thing. When you're talking about your original work environment, obviously Hollywood is a different place. But if I'm in a corporate environment, if I'm in a job, and somebody does something like that, and I'm in the actual workplace, somebody grabs my dick somebody's going to get to know about that and then somebody is going to end up getting in trouble immediately or in the next few months not 20 years down the road like hey man so you remember when you grabbed that person's dick but this stuff does happen in corporate too there was a story that came out a while back um you know every oh, no every, no not every just job, hollywood i believe it happens a lot of places bro i believe does. that a lot of males females in power use sexual advances to you know against their employees and also use that as a way up the ladder especially i'm not saying it happens often with males but especially with your female demographic you look at some of the things that you know they wear they say you know now mind you obviously things were a little bit different back in the day so we for know, sure and i'm not saying as in as in it's right because I, I want everybody to be clear that's 100 percent wrong but Back in the days, especially, um, you know, there was a lot of issues with women in the workplace, which those issues still exist today as far as like wage gap between men and women. So those are still things we're fighting today, which is a lot like uh, racial things like, hey, things have gotten better, but they haven't disappeared. That's the same with women or in the workplace. And so I understand that there is a little bit of a gap there. But every single time there's 20 victims. Hi, come on. Bill Cosby. Usher. Now that, that now big that cupcake eating bitch who came out and said Usher fucked up. I mean, I don't know. I kind of lost, you know, with that whole Usher thing. Um, it but just, doesn't it feel like a manhunt right now it for seems like celebrities and our big, it seems like a witch our hunt. big names, right? It seems like it, man. It definitely seems like it. Now, if Hollywood is is dirty and it's time to clean it up, then hey, go ahead and clean it up. But I think this has kind of been the norm. Not saying I just I just want to know with these situations to me, and this is just me on the outside looking in. How is it? I think it's a bit much to say it was sexual assault if it was consensual, and it's not. I don't know if he because it's not. They're, they're trying to call her now. Oh, he sex. He cornered me. Nobody's really coming out and saying like he straight up held me down with his fat ass and raped me. That that's not what they're really saying. They're saying that oh, I felt pressured. I felt like I had to do this. He made sexual innuendos. I'm like, well, that type of shit happens everywhere, every day. Everywhere. If you're in your bar safe space, that happens. This is somebody posed this question to me um, on my IG, and I want to pose this to you. What's up? Do you feel if I if do you feel if you're a act if you're a director, producer, or whatever, is that and, and let's say, because look at what he did for all these women. Bill Cosby also, whatever, you know, or, or whatever the case may be. The Pussycat Dolls. He ultimately did what? When they work with, with these individuals, that changed their life. That, that put them on a launching pad to a different stratosphere, right? Mm -hmm. So if he says, you give me the goods and I'll put you in my film. And you give him the goods and you're in the film. Doesn't 
doesn't that negate anything else that happens? How do you double back and say, I was sexually assaulted? Well, the tricky thing with that is, so I see what you're saying, but the tricky thing with that is the pressure part because in I that, can see if he said he was going to put you in the film, he smashed you and then didn't put you in the film. <laughs> now right. I feel you. Now you, now you got a case. <laughs> right. But if you continue to, because movies aren't shot in a day. Movies are shot over months. Right. So, so you know, like that's kind of weird. Oh, Tyree, you know, I'll, I'll put you in this film, but you got to eat this kitty cat. I eat the kitty cat. <laughs> I'm in the film. And now, and I have success. That launches my career five, ten years later. Oh, well, you know, the director sexually assaulted me. Well, you know, this is where it gets tricky is because from what I understand, what a lot of people are coming out and saying was it was just not that. It oh. was, hey, you do this or I blackball you from Hollywood. Oh, he was blackballed. Oh, yeah. Right. See, now, now, okay. Now, nah, so that you can't be blackballing bitches. Right. Because the then at that point, that would be like um, the equivalent just to kind of let people know from a perspective would be if you go to school, for example, if you go to school for think of somebody that goes to school for a lot, like you're nursing. Sure. So if you go to school to be a nurse and a doctor, it's like, look, you can work at this hospital, but you got to give me it. If you don't do that, I will make sure you won't work at any other hospital in the state. Of Not only this one, but any other any hospital. other hospital. So give me the goods or you blackballed. Right. Yeah. No, then I can wrong. see that's basically that's where, wrong. That's wrong. where it jumps up from that point. No, that's but, wrong. But the thing is, to me, like, this is where it gets tricky. How, just like you said, where I think you were trying to allude to was how many people were actually okay with that? Right. And now they're coming and out and saying, you see, like, hey, you know what? that like don't seem say. that bad. Let me go ahead and do this. That's easy. And then I end up in a movie. As opposed, to the person, as opposed to the person who's like, uh, you know what? I don't want to do this, but I feel like I have no choice because you know there had to be people out there who said, wow, that is an awesome offer. I'm going to do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I think there was also a few women who alluded to that, said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. And they did in turn end up not having as much success as they should uh, with that. But I just think it's crazy, man. I do believe on some. I do believe on some levels he's definitely guilty of some of this stuff. But I believe some of these other women are just piling on, man, just adding their name to the lawsuit. It's an easy lawsuit. Can, hey, I worked buck. with this guy. You can't, you can't prove it either way that this happened because it was so long ago. Yeah, I, I can just throw my name in there and get some money. That's what it seems like. I'm not saying that's the case because obviously on the outside looking in, right? Because I do think that all of these these things have happened, and I do think Harvey Weinstein is a terrible individual. I think by he's guilty of a lot of this stuff. I think he's guilty. Just of look a lot. at him; he's a nasty slob. He's right. Fat. Exactly. So. I think that these things did happen, but to the extent, yeah, I don't know. We don't know. I don't. And that's the bad part of it, because the thing is, to me, if something happens immediately and you report these things, then you have more examples to the evidence. And then the other part comes into the play where this is my problem with the laws in general sure. is if somebody now, I don't know anything that's happened in these situations. And honestly, I'm not the best. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we're not privileged to that information. Right. But the thing is, to me, in just general, everyday life, if a lady accuses a guy of raping her who has never raped her, and we know this happens all the time, especially from jealous baby mamas and for things sure, like that, sure. why doesn't that girl go to jail? Oh, now you. Oh, yeah. Now you about to rough. Now you about to ruffle some feathers. If I cry wolf and it didn't happen, I should in turn go to jail. I agree with that a hundred percent. Because now I know the flip side of it is the fact that okay, maybe girls would be more scared to come out if that if that's the case but to me if you know 100 percent truthful that this happened and they can prove a thousand percent that it didn't mm -hmm. there should be some i think there should be some repercussions for that also or what about the girl who um if you get if you're raped you know or sexually assaulted it should be about the justice you shouldn't right. be able to come back and say oh i'm also going to file a civil suit against you as well or I'll drop the criminal suit. Oh, but I still file. So you shouldn't be able to do both. Right. You shouldn't be able to to double dip in the cookie jar. I agree. I agree. So because look at Usher. Like if you guys feel that Usher knowingly gave you a disease, that should be criminal charges. Yes. That shouldn't be. I get two million dollars. Right. And that's the other part of it. Like there's a lot. We know the laws are messed up, obviously. Um, and this is something we'll touch on later briefly, like, for example, the, you know, the innocent killing of minorities by police officers. So we know there's a lot of no, problems not, with the not, laws, not, you know, but, but they need to somehow get these things under control. I, I agree with that. But even but since you mentioned that, um, even that was that was supposedly the talk of, of the conversation with another individual who's now supposedly became a black sheep, a pariah. 
and in his line of work also, uh, if you look at um, Colin Kaepernick, same situation. Yes. And ironically, that's funny how you bring it back to the line of work because then that's also um, just to paint the picture for everybody before I even go there. So obviously, this is something we talked about. We actually talked about this. It's funny that we're, we're, we're finally back is because this is something we touched on the first Culture Academy. Right. Was when Culture, uh, Culture Academy first started. Uh, Colin Kaepernick around that time was doing the kneeling. He was kneeling to protest the injustices in America by killing of innocent black men by kneeling during the national anthem. Correct. Now, something a lot of people do not know, and this is something that people have said, but obviously people choose to ignore Selective hearing. what the truth is, is that Colin Kaepernick actually consulted a decorated military veteran and said, what's the way I can protest without disrespecting the national anthem? And that veteran said to kneel during the flag. Correct. Which they all wish if you guys actually look at ways that the flag should be protected and its way it's supposed to be honored, they should not even be on display at football games, but that's the topic for another day. Right, exactly. So the NFL started to do this uh, later because... I think it was money reasons or something along those lines. Uh, what where they was, used to they sit were, in the locker room. And right. Now, they were they used to sit in the locker room for a very, for years and years and years after 9-11. Them and the government kind of got together. They were getting paid by the government to do that as a show of patriotism to get young men and women to sign up for the armed forces. Which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's a good show. I mean, it gets people's blood going. People are emotional, tears. It makes you just want to r- join out and serve, run out and serve, join up. I understand it. Right. Exactly. So... Then at that point, so Colin Kaepernick at this point, he's been blackballed from the league. Now, mind you, I want to be clear and say responsibility is also on Colin Kaepernick. Correct. For two for two, re, two things. Um, well, for one thing is the fact that when his season ended in San Francisco, he actually had an option to pick up a uh, player option to come back for another year. He chose to decline that. And option. he declined. Now, I know that there's a part of it because NFL, there's no guarantee contracts, which is the fact that he could end up picking up that option and they could talk him to leaving, which they do all the time. For sure. They'll end up talking him and think it is too much of a distraction. But at that point, he has never been signed. There's been a lot of other marginal quarterbacks who've been signed since then. There's been people who've been injured, even as to most recently, Deshaun Watson went down with an injury. Uh, He tore his ACL. He's gone for the season in training camp. And they still do not give a player like Colin Kaepernick a chance who's better a than a majority of the other quarterbacks that are out there. You got 32 teams in the league. So that'll give you, what, 64 quarterbacks, we'll say first string and uh, backup. You're telling me that Colin Kaepernick is not at least 65th, 64th? Right. He can't go be a backup on the Cleveland Browns? Right. And then you look at your team, the, the Baltimore Ravens, who said they considered signing Colin Kaepernick. Yep. Now, the story from Ray Lewis, which this never came out of the owner's mouth, and the reason why is because owners cannot talk about these things, so Correct. they probably went through Ray Lewis for this, is saying that it was his girlfriend's tweets that prevented him from getting the job, which is bullshit because your girlfriend should not prevent you. She is not the one who's getting signed. She's not the one performing on the field. Her opinion has absolutely nothing to do with your decision. There's multiple players in the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, boxing. We'll go across all sports genres who significant others speak out on political on political agendas, uh, social topics um, that the NFL might feel is becoming of the shield, and those individuals still have jobs. Right. So everybody, uh, Colin Kaepernick was doing the nail down to bring the light to that. Um, who, in my opinion, I think when it's all said and done, which we're still in this, I think Colin Kaepernick is going to place himself into, like, history books. I yes it, nope exactly I, I agree with that I do believe we'll look back um in the pethium of time once enough time has elapsed he'll be looked at as you know on the same level as some of those other silver not that he's done as much right but that he was willing to put his neck out there when others it's Rosa Parks right it's Rosa, Rosa Parks, Parks S Martin Luther King X the the black the the fist at the Olympic Games in front of Hitler esque. He, you know, uh, Jackie Robinson esque is kind of is kind of that um, pethion that he's putting himself into, but uh, without a doubt, man, I do believe it is collusion. Um, that's the only reason why this man does not have a job, and um, it needs to stop. And I, and I think the lawsuit is is justifiable. Right, and you have to do a lot to prove collusion. So I'm sure he got a lot of information. Oh, asking for text messages, asking phone for text messages, phone records, and all that. And these these owners are old, so I'm sure they're going to ask for probably postage and emails. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're going to mail go that letter course. to Robert Kraft. However, here's where the other problem comes into play. And so that was what Colin Kaepernick was doing earlier in the beginning of the season. The NFL, Trump came out and said 
the NFL players who do not kneel for the flags are sons of bitches and they should be fired and shouldn't work. Um, ever since then, which is crazy to hear coming from your president, which is crazy. He's supposed to, you know, upkeep the laws of the land. Right. And there was a lot more important things going at that time than actually talking about that yeah. particular yeah. situation, but he decided to do it. Then at that point, we see more players kneeling. Correct. I think the players were more so kneeling just have a big screw you. Who are you to tell us what to do? Right. And they're still kneeling. Because recently the Texans um, owner came out and said, actually, that the players are like inmates running the prison. Oh, yeah. I think he said we can't have the inmates running the prison. Right. So then they came out and kneeled again. But here's my question to you, because this is what I think is. And I know we're getting a heavier podcast over here. You know what I mean? Hey, man. You you can't get these jokes off all the time. All the time. You got to be serious. My question is. The owner the owner who's actually making these statements and the players actually doing, you know, as far as the kneeling and whatnot, why I feel like they lost the original purpose. Like, I feel like the the thing they should have done is, Hey, even when Trump said it, we're going to kneel. We brought the tension on it. Everybody's focused on the NFL. Now let's do things outside. How can we fix it? How can we fix it? So let's actually organize rallies. Let's organize marches. You know, let's, let's bring these things up. Let's have these conversations. At this point, all it is is kneeling for the flag. So now it feels as though as they're not really kneeling for the for the for the original meaning of the kneeling. You're now so just kneeling because the because your boss told you not to. Right. Exactly. So my question to you is, at this point, how do you think it's going to go from here? Like, where do you think it's going to go from here? Because obviously they're kneeling. We've received information that the ratings are down. The ratings are definitely down. Uh, the NFL is. Um, but here's my problem, too. Like, I understand you can't tell the millionaires what to do. But to me, you would have much more of an impact. Like when the Texas owner came out and said the inmates running the asylum. Fuck it. I'm not playing. Nobody's playing. Let's get together. and let's We'll not sit play. out games. We're going to sit out these games. Would that not have more of an impact? I think that would have more of an impact. But until you get your um, your marquee Caucasian players to take that same stance with their fellow black teammates is not going to mean anything because who because who let's really be honest who steals the face of the nfl one 12 gauge tom brady mm-hmm. aaron Rodgers. uh now with this kid carson wentz you know even though you have a lot of black stars cam newton really can't afford to not admit to miss a game right it will fall on deaf ears so until you get the teams uh both black white hispanic to actually buy in that, hey, this is my brother and this is kind of what's happening, it's going to fall on deaf ears because, um, you know, the majority of the audience is still, you know, Caucasian. So they still look at the league, which is majority African-American, except for those star positions, you know, quarterback positions and right. head coach, ironically enough, right. and owners, obviously, it's just going to it's just going to sound as though, oh, those, you know, look at the, you know, look at these angry African-Americans trying to bring this, you know, to football when this is supposed to be my escape from the political realm. Because I always find it funny how in the NFL, this they get such a backlash. But then you look at the NBA, <laughs> it's not the same. LeBron can say whatever he wants. Melo, Chris Paul can come out and say what they want. Give it, even given the history of the NBA, because the NBA is probably on a worse streak than the NFL. Yes. The Atlanta, the Atlantic Hawk owners, we don't want blacks at the games. Right. Let's not all forget about Donald Sterling and <laughs> right. that whole situation. So, I mean, the, the NBA has been going through the same situation, but it almost feels as though that they're able to handle it a lot better. They let their players express what they want to express, and then let's jump the ball off. But then again, that goes back to what you just said as far as, like, I mean, we know what, we know what it is, elephant in the room. NBA is probably, like, 90% black. So when you have these players like LeBron and things like that, it's easier to turn it, uh, a deaf eye to it where, rather than you're impacting the team Correct. or a, a sport that is more predominantly white. Correct. Because if NHL players came out and did this The shit, MLB, could you imagine? Right. Then you would have more of an impact. And I think that's why when it comes to like the Eminem freestyle, taking it back there to um, Great freestyle, the, the freestyle way. that he did on the Hip Hop Awards. We could talk about that later. I thought the freestyle was whack. <laughs> from, I think Eminem, from a skill I think perspective. Was, I think he was in Slim Shade. I think he was on <clears throat> I think something's off with Shady, man. And he's always been off. He just I don't seems think so. a little weird. Yeah, I think that he was trying to make it seem like it was an actual freestyle by pausing oh, and things okay, in between. Okay, okay. I like think that's was... the angle he was going with. Okay, From okay. a skill perspective, it, you know, obviously us being hip hop heads, football game, right? <laughs> From a skill perspective, it wasn't the hottest oh, lyrically, freestyle, nah, nah. but it had a point because you have a white person who is 
going on black entertainment television right. protesting racial injustice. That's right. why it was such it was a good a moment. Bi- it was a, such a big moment, but I feel as though a lot of people didn't capitalize on that moment. Yeah. They which they should have. Yeah. Cause just like you said, if you have these certain players, Aaron Rodgers came out and said a long time ago when the kneeling was happening that he supported the, the reasoning behind it, but he's not doing it. And see, that's the big thing. Because if you got, if you got, if you had your your Caucasian superstars actually doing this, and it was a harmonious brotherhood thing, right. two things would happen. One, the topic would still be at the forefront. Oh shoot, Aaron Rodgers is really he's with this. Tom Brady is with this. The to- the kneeling wouldn't have the message wouldn't have got lost mm-hmm. with that, and uh, and then too, man, people really would have took you know, and I believe if you would have had more um, inclusion in the whole thing, we might have gotten past it. But I, I I respect Colin Kaepernick, man, for using his platform and doing it. Um, it is tearing locker rooms apart, but I think what was on display with the Houston Texans owner is what's probably been going on behind closed doors since the beginning of these leagues even if you look at like, even if you look at like what donald sterling said he's like yo i give these dudes cars homes they're able to live a life that they otherwise would not live so that's really what these owners thinks they're bigots how could you not be a, how could you not be right at that expect look at how old we're not talking like these dudes were born in 1970 they're old as shit and they're coming from a time where there was still segregation, mm-hmm. where blacks weren't even being paid equal. Like people like uh, you know, us as a whole, they really try to uh make it seem like racial inequality is so far in the rearview mirror. I'm like, dude, my mom and dad remember segregated water fountains. Yes. My mom and dad are just cracked fifty. Yes. So and that's the big point, is because they um just like you said, the the owners are so old, so they're more experienced they're more experienced into the racial injustice. That's why it should that's why Kanye West, man, he was right all along, long ago when people say he was crazy talking about play, people are the new slaves. It's true. And now it's turning out to be true because that's another thing that pisses me off is what people say is like, uh, look, you're getting paid millions of dollars. Shut up. Why? But you don't have that same exact energy with the Harvey Weinstein. Right. That we just talked about. Hey, we know you got sexual harassment, but you're getting paid millions of dollars. Because of your Shut sexual up. harassment, you because you were sexually assaulted or you know, allegations of sexual assault, you were now able to parlay that into some folks, millions of dollars, a right. whole new career, exactly. Academy Awards, Golden Globes. So, and then now the NFL is like, oh, you get paid too much, so just be quiet. But the thing is, I think these NFL players, they have to take a stand, but I want them to do more than that, more than take a stand. You got to roll with it all the way rather than just kneeling down. You got to be out there organized. Don't you got to be out don't, there. Don't do it just because it's a popular thing at the time. Exactly. So... But and, I agree, but I agree with you, man. I think at the end of the day, players should sit games. That's the really only way you'll do two things. You let the owners know that you know we have the power here. Yeah, you own the team. You can cut our checks, but without the actual talent, people don't come to the stadium for the owner. People come to the stadium to watch the, the players, players play. So I agree with you, man. I think if you really want to take a stand, people gonna have to start sitting games. If that's the real message you want to get across have to start sitting games and you have to start doing activism in your community. You just can't, you know, do lip service. Could you imagine, and this would be in a perfect world. Could you imagine if all of the minority players in baseball, basketball, football, all sat out games, the impact that it would that have, that would have. Fi- especially financially, immediately there would have to be a conversation like, no, we can't have this. We're losing way too much money. Cause even sports money, what people don't realize, a lot of people don't realize it not only translates into the actual sport itself, talking about it also tra- translates into the area. So the yeah. area is benefiting because of this marketing. There's a lot of uh, people who market with these sports who are benefiting because this of this. Only, so yeah. you would be crippling a big portion of a lot of the money that they like to see by doing that. Let me let me tell you this. This is how serious it's gotten with the with the NFL that ESPN is actually in discussions to not even renew the NFL contract. See, that is wild. That is wild. That the is- NFL is about to turn into the NHL in a bit, I'm telling you. I mean, it's really. It really is, man. Like, you know, and it's just sad because if, let's say, I don't want to say it should come to this, but you have individuals, and there's enough money in the African-American community now 
to where they never they can do their own thing. They don't have to play in the NFL. You can create your own. I know people say it's a lot easier said than done, but the capital is out there and the resources are out there. I'm not talking about no XFL Vince McMahon football league. I'm talking about you could do a you could pretty much do a league with just minorities. And it will probably mop the NFL, man. Because if you told all the minorities to leave the NFL, you'd be left with a whole bunch of quarterbacks who can't run, who can't jump, and who are nothing with the, without their African-American counterparts. Which is true. But then again, I would hate to see that because then that'll go back to like the baseball day with the Negro Leagues and whatnot. So. I hate to see it too. Yeah. But I'm saying like you don't want it to try to get to that point where, you know, your influential members in those communities say, you know what, let's pack it in. Right. Right. Because, I mean – Tom Brady can only throw the West Welker so many times <laughs> before I mean, you got yeah. you got to start hitting those other before receivers and the running backs. Concussion and he's done. Right, exactly. So no, I agree with you. So I think to to kind of put a bow on all this, I I just want to see them do more, um, really take it and do more. My problem is there's a lot of there's a lot of racists out there who they benefit from this type of thing. Absolutely. You're giving them things to talk about every single time you kneel down. It's like, oh my god, look at these spoiled people just kneeling down, not appreciating the flag, which got nothing to do with the flag. And you know my problem with people who say the do not, this is my biggest problem with people. So the same people who are saying the NFL players are disrespecting the veterans and not kneeling for the flag are the same people who don't give a fuck about half the veterans that are out there homeless, homeless. can't get a job, can't get, can't do anything, who are out there suffering from PTSD, serious mental issues. They don't have health support. They don't have anything. You don't give a fuck about that, but the player kneeling you care about. And that's a good point, man. But that also brought back to this. Somebody else brought this to my attention. He was like, when else was he going to protest? You can't do it during pregame because nobody's paying attention. You can't do it during the game because the game's going on. You can't do it during halftime. And you can't do it after the game. So the only time that you could do it where all eyes and everybody was focused on one singular event was during the national anthem. Right. So he ended up doing doing his best with that so i I, pre- I mean like i said i appreciate colin kaepernick for what he's doing he obviously knows he's not going to work in the nfl but part of it does land on colin kaepernick too because you he's been silent maybe to prepare for a lawsuit whatever the case is but he has been silent he should have been out there doing more as well now, now i'm not saying that he's not uh, doing more because i don't know particularly like what he's donating to and things like that right. but from a public perspective it just looks like he's not doing anything which yeah, i think he should have taken more more with it but with the collusion lawsuit, it probably makes sense why he didn't do that because he's yeah, preparing for something. Lawsuit. Right. So, I mean, you know, best of luck. We'll do, you, see. Do, you, do you think what happens first? He gets the job or the collusion lawsuit is dropped? Collusion lawsuit is dropped because I think Colin Kaepernick is never going to play in the NFL again. I think he's already prepared for that. I think because he's suing them for collusion, he's prepared to never play for the NFL again. Do you think he should have took his talents to the Canadian Football League? No. Nobody gives a fuck about Canada. <laughs> I just got to keep it on. And nobody night, cares Canada. about nobody cares about the Canadian Football League. I mean, some stars came out of there. You know, Warren Moon, Kurt Warner. You know, I don't know. Maybe you can rebuild your career up there. Yeah, I'm not rolling. I just think he's prepared to actually just leave it all alone. Now, but now would he go to the Canadian Football League? I mean, he probably would. He's obviously a well-known name now, so we could end up seeing it happen. But you know, best of, best of luck to him. Best of luck to everybody else. Um, yeah, I, I think we can kind of yeah, I do think so too. So I think we kind of just just let it go on that point. But uh. Just a few more things I want to t- want to touch on here because let's, uh, let, let, let's touch on let's touch on your boy Wilder. <laughs> Yo, man! I, I, for those of y'all who don't know, Dante Wilder, what's his name? Berman Stavern. Stavern, yeah. Two went down last night, uh, November fourth. Uh, for those of y'all who don't know, uh, Wilder almost put the, he almost beat this man into an inch of his life the first time. Uh, Severn, <laughs> they took a second fight. Severn's brother is on record saying that he did not want his brother to take the fight. Uh, Severn only got the fight because Dante Wilder's two previous opponents were popped for PEDs. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to cheat a little bit. But man, oh man, I did not think that we would see this guy doing the Tootsie Roll in the first round. <laughs> not even two minutes into the fight. <laughs> Shout out to 50 who brought him out to many men also. Man, like, and you know, it's crazy because that was the one fight that I did in order. Because I'm usually the one fight, the you one didn't fight order. I did in order, which one round knockout, I'm still kind of glad I didn't order it because I'm really looking forward to the Anthony Joshua Wilder fight. But oh, that's going to be bananas. Man, that is a crazy way, crazy way to go out. He hit his ass so hard, the motherfucker might have flew back in time. 
Bro, I think he might wake up and say, hello, how old am I? <laughs> Yo, that he knocked his ass out. I don't know if he's, um, man, can you even fight again after something like that? Twice? I would go ahead and retire. Twice? I would go ahead and retire. Um, your family doesn't need to be put through that again. Your kids don't need to see that again. Dude, you, you gave, you were a professional boxer. This is what you did for a living. You made millions of dollars. You were successful at one point. But ever since Wilder knocked you out the first time, dude, he threw no, he didn't even throw a punch. Wow. Like, CocuBox had zero punches. Wow. And since you didn't see the fight, I'm going to tell you, Dante Wilder probably stood there for a good 10, 15 seconds with his hands down right in front of him, like, do something. Wow. That's crazy. There's some people out here missing nowadays. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, Mayweather took the shine out of the sport with the McGregor fight, and nowadays people are not paying attention to it, but there's some good fights out there, especially oh, in the man. middleweight division. It's Boxing looking really is good. good hands, Let me ask you, because this is something we didn't touch on, um, and I don't want to spend too much time in it because it's been so long, but uh, Canelo Golovkin 2, uh, Canelo Golovkin 2, you going to watch it? I'm going to watch it. Maybe at a bar. I probably won't pay for it this time. How did you feel about the first last, fight? Yeah. The fix was in. You think the fix was the in? Fix, the, fix, the fix had to be in, yo. That's the only way that you can come back with the draw. Who do you think won the fight? A triple G by a landslide. By a landslide? Easy. We'll go uh, 12 rounds. I'll give it the triple G. Probably uh, being generous, I'll say nine to three. Canelo took mad rounds off, and he stood there in the corner and didn't even defend himself. He did. He did. I had it like eight to four, triple G. And That's I didn't, still a landslide. And I, I didn't think that um, – I honestly thought Canelo was going to win, but he – he really was backpedaling, but I think he was afraid. I think he was. Now I'm not gonna say afraid because that's a that's a very harsh word to use. He was timid. He was he respected Triple G's power maybe a little bit too much. But see, I don't think that's what it was. And for me personally, what I thought happened was he looked off. I thought Alvarez wanted to win on the scorecards because he felt Triple G couldn't box, which is something I thought. But once Triple, Triple G box. started boxing, Alvarez had to switch up the game plan. I mean, I think what I think this is what happened. I think uh. Triple G came out strong. I think Alvarez was starting to come on later in the rounds. But by that point in time, you can't start trying. You can't try to start fighting in rounds, round seven and eight. Right. So I think, to me, I believe that, Triple, that uh, Canelo gave, around, gave up some of those earlier rounds thinking Triple G would gas. And he didn't gas. And now it's the ninth, tenth round. And this joke is still pressuring you in your face. Because when Canelo, when he did go on the attack, he was definitely, he was successful. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, it's like you. I'm gonna pay. I'm. Gonna, I'm actually gonna pay for it because I feel like the second. Hell no. We got this new Dave and Buster's, bro. We pulling up. Oh hell yeah, yo! Shout out to Dave and Buster's. Cut the check. Uh, <laughs> cut, Please cut the check. Cut, cut the check in Tampa. You know, I'm very excited about that. You know what I mean? Like when I was out there in Orlando for a while, that was the spot to be at every Sunday, especially for the games. Yeah, and, and they're not hearing there's no cover at this one too. Yeah, yeah. It's go, it's definitely definitely going to get in before that changes. Right. Exactly. Now, since we were talking about disappointments, speaking of disappointments, how do you feel about the uh, the the motorsport with Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, and, and Migos? This is it was such a big social media thing. thing. How do you feel about it? Because I thought, you know, I'll start with you. Go for it. I feel the record's number one overrated. Not, not, not that great of a record. And I feel that, I just think it's funny as hell that Nikki trying to be salty, bro. That is, yo, that blows me away right there. Is that, how could you be mad that they're putting you on the record with probably one of the hottest up and coming artists right now? Come on. Not, not just one. The Two. Migos are top shit. Two. And Cardi B, is, I, I believe if she's not number one with Kodak Black anymore, she's at least still top five with the record. And what have you done for us lately, Nikki? And, and actually, you know what, just to bring it to that point, it's kind of like uh, what uh, what they mentioned, what the Joe Budden mentioned on the po his podcast, shout out to Joe. He actually mentioned it. How do you not think that Offset is not going to add his girlfriend Come on. <laughs> to the record? Come on. <laughs> that you know is supposed to be a big record. How do you not think that's going to happen? So I thought the record was, I heard it. You know me, I'm not a fan of either. Correct. I thought the record was garbage. Trash. Now, my problem with the record is everybody who came out social media like, man, Nikki, Nikki, look how better she's showing than she is against Cardi. And the, yo. Cardi B is a lower Cardi level. She's B, a low tier rapper. Right. She cannot rap. It does not surprise me that Nicki Minaj can rap on the record against two other people who do not really rap thank you it yo let's not, not let's not forget and this is not um, and this is this is no shade i'm throwing at cardi b but how does she how do people know who she is originally it's from love and hip-hop 
Right, love and hip hop. People had, know about the strip clubs. Which had, that, and you was the stripper, which right. has millions of viewers. So it was easy for Cardi B to have success. Now, granted, she she had to line her, she had to put herself in position to have success. Yes, but this doesn't come as a shock to me that she has the success she has because she has the love and hip hop following to to help boost to that. I got two questions for you about Cardi. First Let's of all. Just to start off, and first, you ain't that bad. I ain't trying to disrespect Offset nothing, but the shorty ain't that bad. <laughs> so, first of all, do you think the Cardi hype lasts? No, I think this is this was the this was the six months of Cardi B, and I think she's a one and done, a one hit wonder. I kind of agree with that because of the simple fact that she doesn't even have a record out. So people are judging her based on one song. She doesn't have an album. Out. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's a gimmick, right? So I, I kind of agree agree with you there. Why and my second question is why do you think people are trying to propel her to be this superstar? Because like for example, when she won the award, people were think, uh, congratulating her more than I've ever seen somebody get congratulated for a fucking award. Is it because she's a stripper? Like I don't. I, I, I think what it is is because people can relate to the struggle because she came from not literally nothing, fucked up teeth, fucked up grill, every could barely even speak English. To, which she still could barely speak. Which she can barely do. That's how I know her records is trash. <laughs> um, and now she's made it to what a lot perceived to be the pinnacle of success. So I think more so she's just real relatable. But relatability doesn't keep you around. Now, why do you think Nikki's mad at everything with Cardi? Because now Nikki, she went. For, think, let's think about it. For the past three, four years, Nikki has been, without a doubt, even with Remy coming home. Because I'm a big fan of Remy Ma. Even Me with too. Remy coming home. Having the smash hit all the way up that her and Buttons had last year, uh, two years ago, whatever. Oh, you mean Fat Joe? Fat Joe. Fat Joe. Uh, the record they had, Nikki was still queen dingling, though. She still didn't have to answer. Even with Young and May going on her little run, Nikki still was still looked at as the queen bitch in hip-hop. Now here comes Cardi B, and it just changed overnight. She had, Nikki, all that success Nikki had, no number one records. Mm-hmm. Only Cardi B and Lauren Hill, shout out to Miss Lauren Hill, need to do another mixed education. <laughs> but I think that's why I think Nikki now realizes that you know what? Um, I'm not going to say that her 15 minutes is up, but she definitely has to share some of that limelight. And for somebody who's been around for six, seven years and been dominating that lane, it is going to shake you up to have somebody creeping that you look in your rearview mirror. And maybe not, she hasn't, you know had the same success as far as commercially but it does seem like she caught up overnight so then my other question would be do you think part of that is nikki's fault absolutely nikki's nikki's not nikki is not she she's not as consistent she's not active right so out of sight out of mind and that's where i was going with that is nikki is not active in the wrong time to not be active in this microwave era we in you need in this, to in this, especially you in, in this, this stream era in the stream era that we in where you need to put out music consistently we want to hear more we want to hear more we don't care we just want you to put out records and the problem with that is when she was inactive back in the early 2011 2012 that was fine during that nobody time. else knows no competition right there was not competition the big names were inactive during that time Correct. so it made sense but i think she's held on to that way too long and also i think what's happened is that Nikki was also a very huge beneficiary of what? Of Wayne and Drake's success. So when they was at their pinnacle, Nikki was able to ride their cocktails, man. She rode their cocktails a good little grip before she just went on her own solo tour. Mm-hmm. Even with that, she was back with Meek. So she yes. always kind of always had a little, I'm not going to say a gimmick, but she always had something going on that, you know, kind of opened her, that always kind of had her on a plateau. Right. Look at the first record back she did. What was it? The no, the no friends record she did. The, with the no frauds, yeah. No that frauds. shit was. Come on, that shit was that trash. Shit was trash. <laughs> that shit was trash. But she was able to use the gimmick that oh, me and Meek just broke up, and I'm beefing and with now Remy. I'm beefing with him. I'm and now I'm back with my Young Money family. Like, come on, man. Everything about Nicki has been gimmicky from the jump. I haven't really liked Nicki Minaj since she was dealing with she was dealing with Gucci. That was the best Nicki. And you know what the hilarious part is? Gucci and, and she, Deb. She always goes back. From what I've seen, she always goes back to her older records to prove a point. Yeah, like, right. You see me on Monster, like Dude, fam, Monster up. was seven years tighten ago, <laughs> and that was a Kanye record. Monster was you a better Kanye, go hard. Monster was a Kanye record that was seven years ago. So I honestly, I think, 
I can't say Nikki's time is done yet because she got that pop aspect to her where I think she'll drop a record and people will just fuck with it because it's poppy. You know, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. going to be coming soon. Like, I just don't understand what her big her big ordeal is as far as like hate the hatred for Cardi B. Like Remy, I get it, because Remy was throwing shots. Remy loves the competition. Hip hop's all about competition. So you have to kind of compete with that. But she seems to be doing this with every female artist. What would you want to see from Nikki? Would you want to see Nikki really give you a gritty hip hop? Do you think she can really deliver a gritty hip hop album? Or do you think that the persona that they have pieced together would not would not allow her to do that. I think she could deliver a hip hop album. I'll never I say I'll never see it happening unless she completely falls off because mm-hmm. she's so accustomed to the success from her pop that her record label is not gonna let her do that. Do you that. still consider is Nikki is Nikki a pop artist? She's a pop artist. She's no longer she's not a a, a, a hip hop artist. I don't think she's a hip hop artist. She has hip hop elements in her pop music. Because all a majority of her hits that she had has been pop records. Like I haven't heard real like aside from the uh, moment for life record, but that right. was, was that, that, again a feature. Wasn't even was that her record? Oh, no, Drake I, no, was on that. Drake was on that. Yeah, that was that was, her, that was record. her record. That was her record, but it wasn't the biggest single of that entire album. So I think that she's more of a pop artist. I don't think she's going to go back to that. And my, you know, what my biggest problem with Nicki is Nicki has been rapping the same for so years. No, she hasn't switched up the flow. Never. And you have to have no grow. you have to grow as an artist. You mm-hmm. cannot. Just stay in one lane. That's why you now, see Jay try different things. Kanye. Do you think that's more of a reflection on Nicki as an artist, or is that more the label? That's more a reflection on Nicki and the artist. Or is artist. it both? I think Nicki as an artist solely because the label's going to tell you what they want to hear regardless. But you still have to, you still have to make that transition as that. It, it's not easy to do. I, it's not easy to make I, that I agree, transition. I agree with you. I think especially once you have her track record of success, the label tends to give you a little longer leash in your creativity. Right. And with Nikki particularly, like, I just think that she may be maybe too scared to go out of her comfort zone, whatever mm, the case I like is. That. I mean, that maybe that could be the situation, but whatever it is, she definitely needs to figure it out. Because you were mentioning Young Money Family. Um, Wayne has been inactive, obviously, for label reasons and things along those lines. But um, Drake has propelled himself into such a big stardom that he really star. feels left behind. Yeah, Drake's a pop star now, man. He's a pop star who... who who still dabbles heavily in hip hop, um, which is fine. Shout out to uh, Stunner and uh, Manny Fresh, who just did a reunion actually in New Orleans uh, last week. So I definitely want to big up Stunner for that. I don't know if you cut the man a check with that, or if y'all <laughs> just doing a photo op. But it seems like things are moving in the right direction with the Cash Money Camp, at least the original Cash Money Camp. And um, hopefully they'll free that Carter Five man, because Wayne saying he ain't budging until he get twenty thirty million. Right now, this is a real quick, and we'll we'll come to a close here very quickly. I wanted to know what your thoughts were on the latest news with Little Kim coming out and saying that she was um, in an abusive relationship with Biggie. Shut the fuck up! You've been, <laughs> suck, you've been sucking this man's dick. You've been using this man's dick to to you've been using his name to boost yourself. Every time you know, I, I went to the Bad Boy tour with Puff, Mace, Kim, you was there. You was out there doing y'all records together. So I don't want to hear that now that you that now that you done butchered up your face. Nobody's checking for your music. You don't 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 throw shade on the great Big's name, man. At this point in time, that was really your homie. I don't want to see I don't want to see you throwing no shade that you was in an abusive relationship with this man and all of that BS. Uh uh-uh. uh, where was all of that right after he died? Where was all of that five years after he died? Right. Where was all of that after you done mixed and mastered, remixed, mad records y'all did for your for your personal benefit? Now you can't. I hate when people throw shots at the dead because the dead can't speak. I agree. Shout out to Funk Flex. I love Flex, man. Shout out to he lied. You guys worshipped him. Yo, man, <laughs> my man was crying, right? Shout, shout out to Funk Flex, crying, man. man. Like these niggas is too fucking sensitive, man. Same exact thing. Talking about the dead. When it comes to uh, Tupac, um, I didn't like that neither. But if the story is true and Pac shot himself and all of that, the people deserve the. the I'm a hip hop historian. I, I want to hear the truth. Okay, I agree. All right, now, so I think we can kind of wrap wrap it up here, man. You got any cliff notes? Anything out there? Anything you want to throw out there? I don't got nothing. Humble brag, self promotions. You know what I mean? I don't got nothing, man. You already know. Uh, Ricky Tanri is the IG uh, at the Culture Academy. It's the IG, man. Follow, like, share, listen. We back. Took a little hiatus, man, but don't call it a comeback. I'm right. ready, man. I can't wait to get I can't wait to get this class rolling every week. 
Yeah, man, I hear you same here. Now, just like you said, you already shout out the IG. Be sure to follow that uh, Facebook page as well. The Culture Academy podcast. Definitely search, you know, share, link, all, all that good shit. Um, we're going to try to come back and hit you with the consistency, man. But there's been a lot of good news going out there. Um, you know, since a lot, since the last things happened, we're coming to a close. It's uh, November. You know, we're coming to that. Wow, end many of the years year ready to go. Right. Exactly. There's been a few, um, you know, good records out there lately. Um, you know, they got the bottle Sinatra two and a half. Wow. We got Freddie um, versus Jason just dropped. Yep. Freddie versus Jason. Killer um, Cam coming out on the 11th. If you're a fan of the R&B music like I am, I have been lately because I've been leaning away from hip hop. You know, you got her volume two, Daniel Caesar. Yeah. You got a bunch of good records out there. Uh, Chris Brown just dread hit you with a 45. Check that out, man. Album, definitely check it out. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Just like always. I just want to shout out uh, Spitter. Currency in town tonight. I'll go check out Spitter. Um, that should be a good show. Uh, and that's it, man. It just feels good to be back. It's crazy, man. It's been too long. Yep. And as always, class dismissed. All right. Get the fuck out of here.